The following is a presentation of the Wide Open Mic Podcast Network. For information on this and other podcasts, please go to www.wideopenmic.net. Two players, two sides. Do you have any idea how badly I want to kill you? One is light. Hey, damn it, run! One is dark. We're the good guys, Michael. Son of a bitch. Don't ever tell me what I can't do, ever! Dude? You all, everybody? Let's go, friends. You all, everybody? You all, everybody? Acting like it's stupid people when expensive clothes. I love you, Benny. But if we can't live together, nice as friends. I've always loved you. We're gonna die alone. Don't you leave me. I'm so sorry. Guys, we have to go back, Kate. I love you. We have to go back. Hey, everyone, we finally made it to the final part of the final episode of season one, man. Welcome back, guys. I'm super excited and I'm not alone with me is the lost historian himself, Jesse. Hey, what's up? The great Dave Dawes. Come on, everybody. Future to the nooch. Oh, happy to be here. And almost, uh, we can maybe even say he's no longer a virgin. I don't know, Mr. Keith Stewart. No, it's only season one. He, he got a handy. That's about it. <laughs> What's kicking, little chicken? Man, I'm so excited. <laughs> um, and, you know, we're just going to break the, the fourth wall here. Um, it's a good thing that uh, you guys don't know. And I don't know, are we going to talk about the fact that we, we took a week off because someone OD'd on the show? Uh, yeah, we can talk about it if, if you want to. <laughs> you guys won't know because because uh, this would have aired one week after last week's episode aired, but we had to take a week off because someone OD'd. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'll share the story just because it's a fucked up story and uh, it can serve as a warning to, to, to other people. Uh, so, uh, before anyone gets all excited, the, uh, I mean, if you remove all context, uh, yeah, I was shooting up drugs in my stomach Monday night, uh, OD'd and then, uh, wound up missing the podcast and having to take a couple of days off of work. Uh, however, with context that OD was on antibiotics and arthritis medication, uh, and was a result of, of my doctor not warning me that apparently when you take them together, uh, it causes an enzyme, enzymatic reaction inside the body that triples the efficacy and potency of both drugs. So when I shot my arthritis medication in my gut, it uh, obviously spiked everything in my system. I blacked out uh, pretty much you know, 10 to 15 seconds after I took it, uh, maybe 30. I don't think I made it that far. Uh, woke up in a pool of sweat some unknown amount of time later, had uh, just enough energy to come tell the guys that I'm not going to make it by. And then uh, went to bed and lucky I woke up the next morning. I mean, to your credit, you made the podcast. I did. You did show up. You, you showed up, which is more Everything than. Was, he showed up. <laughs> he showed up the way that I usually leave the podcast. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> You're overdosing as we do the recording. It's a, it's a, a live stream of his overdose. But uh, I blame yeah. I blame Bill Gates. The uh, anti-vaxxers yeah. are all right about this. <laughs> uh, they warned. They tried to warn me, and I didn't believe them. 
you know, I, uh, I, I blame the uh, chip shortage that we're currently experiencing. It's plaguing the auto industry. Uh, clearly, all those microchips went into the vaccine. <laughs> yes. That, that's where the shortage is. It all, it all makes sense now. Well, at the end of the day, Future, I'm glad you're better. And, and you don't look like you just died on the, on the floor. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that came pretty close to happening. So just if anyone's uh, level, on levofloxacin and you also take Humira, uh, skip your Humira dose because you might die. Well, uh, so, you know, let's just, you know, at least we didn't have to, uh, future, <laughs> you took some Benadryl and some arthritis medicine, and <laughs> we can laugh about it now, but, uh, <laughs> I'm glad to have you back, future, glad you're back. Uh, good to be here. And with that, we are finally on part three of Exodus, the season finale of season one, 25 episodes. And if you count the, the pie, the, uh, there was a clip show, 26 episodes in this season. Jess, when was the last show that had 26 episodes? That's not general hospital. Man, you, you gotta fall into that. Like, uh, law and order, uh, Chicago fire. Those, those kind of time, kinds of shows that are still doing it but uh i right like yeah those are exact that's exactly right but i'll point out those shows are all you know those kinds of shows are episodic where you can Mm -hmm. fall in at any point and it won't really matter whereas lost season one is mostly linear I oh, I would say it's completely linear. It's it's i mean yeah you you take a week off you don't know what the hell's going on yeah, yeah, right. right, right. You, mostly, you don't know what the hell's going on. Forget taking a week off. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. Sometimes yeah. after <laughs> not the, after the commercial break, you're like, what the hell's going on? That's true. <laughs> Where right. am I? What's happening? All right. Well, let's get. I, I would say there, there were some episodes that were, you know, kind of standalones or episodes that were like deviated from the linear plot, like that plane episode we were talking about. But for the most part, it's linear. Which is exceptional for this show to accomplish this this many episodes in its first season. And you know what? It just really speaks of a different time. Like, if this show was done today, it would be a, an eight-episode season, and it would go for two seasons, and it would end. But right. the reason why that is how TV is now is because of Lost. Damon and Carlton had the balls to tell ABC, we're going to end it here. You know, and like they always say... There was no guarantee that ABC was going to let them see their show to fruition. Like, it was just ballsy on them, especially when people started giving those later seasons shit. And I love the later seasons. I know people don't. Those last couple seasons are some of my favorites. I just, I can't wait till we get there. But but Gunnar, all that said, like, you could have done this first season of Lost in 10 to 15 episodes. Yeah. Pretty much, and yeah, had it so. been like really fucking good, I still got rid of like a lot of that fluff and like bullshit. Like I don't know, man. You you could have done it in a tight, maybe well, maybe ten well, hours, which would be well, like what twelve episodes? Uh, yeah, I don't know. What I don't do you? Know. I w- 
I would argue that, you know, you're when you when you hit the low point that it makes the highs that much more impressive because they just had so much story that they had to that they had to put on screen and so quickly. And that that's what makes it even more impressive. There's some pretty bad churn in there where I I know there's like 20 minute chunks that you could just lop right out and and the show would be better for it. But, you know, I kind of agree with Jesse, like those low points make the high parts so much higher. Those are terrible. But when we get the goods, it's like, oh, this is the money, man. I just guess I I want all all killer. No, you want all. Well. And we'll get we will get to some low points. Uh, I don't even not really next season, but in the next couple seasons, we'll we'll get some low points. Um, you know, oh, will we now? <laughs> oh well, we will. I'm not. I'm not. I as much as I love Lost, I am. I am. Uh, when episodes are are doo doo brown, I'll admit it. So well, we might disagree on doo doo. What doo? What's doo doo brown and? And, well, uh, well, yeah, because it will be the greatest episode at the beginning, <laughs> but future will make one of us flip and say it's the worst episode in TV history. <laughs> uh, I, I hope I can flip. You Some episodes are both James and Doodoo Brown. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, though, future? We're going to flip you. We're going to flip. You. I mean, that was the goal, right? It is the goal. That was the whole point of this was to. to well, there's two goals. You have a goal of flipping us and we have a goal of flipping you. And I mean, it is. And Keith, Keith just has to have some opinion at the end of this. He just has to watch all the episodes. And I'm that's you all off because you guys never agree with me. <laughs> and but, we don't have to agree on everything. But that 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 moment when you're like, Sawyer is the. Oh, he's dead. Sorry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> He just got <laughs> shot on a boat. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into this episode. This episode aired like the last one on May 25th, 2005, uh, which was, you know, it's a two hour finale. Uh, also written by Damon and Carlton, which was their second collaboration. If you count all three of these as one episode, uh, it, it was Damon's eighth episode, Carlton's third. Uh, every actor appeared in this final hour of the, the series, including uh, Ian Summerholder. Uh, the guest stars were Frederick Lane, who played Edward Mars. Uh, Daniel, Daniel Roebuck, who played, of course, Leslie oh. Arts. Mira Furlong, Danielle Rousseau, and the great, great MC Ganey, which we'll just call him Mr. Friendly because he seems so happy. Um, Co-stars, John Dixon is JD, who was the guy that carried uh, Locke onto the plane. Uh, Suzanne Turner played the ticket agent, and I wrote in parentheses, bitch. Um, She was mean. Uh, Michelle Arthur played Michelle, who was the woman who carried on lock. So they were very creative naming John Dixon, JD and Michelle Arthur, Michelle, the two people who carried him on. Glenn Cannon played another great name on the show. Old Scooter Man. I mean, how'd you like to put that on your resume? Yeah, I was in Lost. Uh, who were you? Old Scooter Man. I knew exactly who you're talking about in the episode. Very true. You had Mark Kiwi Callagher as the security agent, the one that wouldn't let Hurley cut the line. Uh, And then Mary Ann Tahey as gate attendant. Um, And her, her, though she was gate attendant in some TVs, you can read her name badge said Jenna. And she was the one that let Hurley on the plane uh, at the end. 
And also, she was in the lock scene. Oh, God, it shouldn't have, but her fucking snaggletooth just bugged (laughs) the hell out of Dude, I can't get over it. So again, like the last episode, this is a non-character-centric episode, meaning multiple characters had flashbacks, um, and it covers day 44 on the island. It continues and completes day 44 on the island, so... um, yeah, man, let's just get into it. So at the beginning of the episode, uh, John, Kate, Hurley, and Locke, um, they they hear a clicking, and they see this moving thing of smoke, and then Locke goes to look at it. It grabs Locke and tries to pull him in the hole. Um, of course, Kate throws dynamite in the hole, and smoke goes away. Keith, when you saw this, what was your initial thought of this opening to this half an episode? Well, um, at first, they try to make you think it's, you know, some the creature or something. But as they're going through, you notice the trees are getting sucked at, straight up, right? They're not actually look like they're getting smashed, which is what I was led to believe early on. But and then when I saw the smoke, I totally could see it. And I'm like, oh, that has to be some type of a demon spirit or some some on some being from that from not here. Right. So. Mm-hmm. And just you know, more more confusion on what the hell this is. Yeah. So you don't think it's mechanical based on the clicking noise? Um, I think it could be a combination of both, just because um, maybe the mechanical stuff is ooh, like a robot like, demon. Yeah, nice. something. Who knows? Well, I, I think it's interesting, Keith, that you went. Fo- so your interpretation of can we call it now the. Can, can we call monster. it what it, we can call, we call it the smoke monster? monster. Yeah, and we yeah. saw yeah. A, a smoke monster. I, I think yeah, we saw a smoke monster. We can call it that. Okay, the <laughs> fact that you went supernatural versus science fiction—that's already kind of interesting to me because I, when I first saw this and like you know just looking at it now, I was like, well, this has got to be some kind of nano swarm of robots or so, or some some there's some kind of scientific ex- explanation for this but that's not what you were kind of saying you were saying he's a demon or otherworldly spirit, spirit yeah. so you know th- that's another way to look at it I, I totally see that it's just interesting i think that well that's I'm where on, you went i'm on the train now i still think that they could be in between heaven and hell you know i don't want to say the purgatory thing because everybody hates that and lost for some reason but um, you know, maybe it was the thing that the demon was trying to drag them down to hell, which is the hole. Well, essentially, so what you're saying is you are a man of of uh, faith, faith hey, and Daz is a man science. of science. So you maybe. are the John Locke of this podcast. Daz is the the jack of the podcast. Je- uh, Jesse Dr. is. Sawyer. Jesse is the. <laughs> I was gonna say Jesse is the uh, the Charlie, and I think that makes uh, you the uh, Shannon. Is that what's going on? <laughs> uh, no, I, I am definitely the Sawyer. You can fuck right off. <laughs> the Shannon noise. <laughs> I guess it makes me hurly because I'm fat. Is that what you're trying to say? I you. So I was gonna let you be arts if you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> so then I would be. I, I was gonna say you are definitely the striped girl. That is your avatar. We do have the same birthday, Faith Faye and myself. Oh, you know she gets more coverage in this show than she did in the actual one. It's amazing. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> nice. All right. So now we get to the raft, and on that raft, Michael and Jim they kind of have a moment. And wait, wait, can we talk about how John gave like no 
fucks about getting dragged into a hole by a smoke monster. Like that alone. Can we, like we talk about that for a second. Yeah. I think it, that's so, a great part. Yeah. That's a great thing we should talk so about. Keith as, as our, as our man of faith here, what do you think about like what to me, that's insane. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in the, um, the, the other camp on this one. I'm in the science camp. Like what's wrong with you? Why would you say, let me go? Well, I don't, know, yeah, dude, I, don't, I don't know if John is a man of faith, so I don't know if he believes exactly the scenario I'm believing. I think he's thinking, I want to see what's down there, drag me down there, and I'm going to figure it out. I don't know, man. That pilot got ripped in two, like, instantly. And he was on Felicity, so, I mean, yeah, he's special. <laughs> he was on Heroes, man. Yeah, I think that I would not want a smoke monster to drag me down a foreboding hole you know, of doom, <laughs> just like instinctively. Yeah, I feel like I think human, it, human instinct tells you not to do that. Yeah, but Locke <laughs> but wants it, to get in that hatch, so he wants to know. Knowledge is his. Knowledge he is wants his understanding. Know. He would he would risk that to see what's down there. And he feels some kind of benevolence to the whole thing. Well, if he is connected to the island, like he's supposed to be there and he's supposed to go in that hole, just like he's supposed to get in the hatch. Yeah, it's interesting. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Crazy. (laughs) But, but I mean, the whole thing is crazy. So like, you know, I guess, you know, who's to, there's no manual for this, you know, kind of experience. You know, you you are dealing with a smoke monster that's ripping (laughs) trees out of shit. Like, like who's to say that it's not a good thing to go down the hole. I mean, like. (laughs) Jesse and um, Gunnar, you guys have been watching this forever. What did you all think when you all first saw this? Was it surprising to you as well? Or that he wanted to go down? No, I mean, confusing that, that, yeah, that he, that he wanted to go down there. I mean, it fits his M.O., but I don't understand it. Yeah, I think I was the same way. What about you, Jess? Yeah, I just think that, you know, this island for John Locke is now is testing him. And he thinks this is another test. So here's the monster, which he'd had an experience with before where he was face to face and he was not harmed at all. So now that it is attacking him and pulling him down, he thinks that there's a reason for that. And so he's going to go on his trial down, down below. Well, look, you could argue of all the people that we've gotten to know uh, from the Island, like all the guy people from the plane, he might've been the, the lowest of the low. On that that chart, I mean, look, he was in a wheelchair. He couldn't go on his walkabout. He's got weird relationships with phone sex workers. He gets made. He gets bullied at his job. Um, I mean, carried him on the plane like luggage. He he was used (laughs) by exactly. He was carried on uh, by JD and Michelle. By the way, Um, I mean, he to the point where. The one person he wanted a relationship more with any used him and took his his kidneys like just used him like he's garbage. John Locke before getting on the island was oh God, I already forgot he garbage. had organ stolen. He was garbage, the lowest of the low. And now he's on this island. He's a different person. But so that is even more to the point, though, because that is a man who is desperate for something to believe in and is desperate for faith. 
and will cling to any kind of sense of higher purpose to try and give meaning to all the horrible shit that's happened to him. But as uh, on top of all that horrible stuff that happened to him, it's a miracle. He can walk. He's going to follow that savior that taught him how to walk. Like not to go all spiritual and biblical, but people follow Jesus because he cured them. So John Locke is the guy that's been cured and the island is this Jesus. Yeah, but Jesus wasn't a smoke monster dragging it down in a foreboding hole. Yeah, but he is blindly following this island because I have a problem with. Yeah, but John Locke, he he so desperately wants to believe that he's special because he's been told that throughout his life. And so if this is what it takes, then he's going to like he's going to throw his safety to the wind and, and go for it. Dangerous. So we're we're gonna can we jump a little bit? I guess because it's we're talking about it now. So you know, at, at, later in the episode when they're walking through, he mentioned you know he's he's having his argument, um, you know, and he's like, oh, we're all brought here for a reason, and then like, well, you know, what about all those easy deaths that happened? Were they just brought here for nothing? And then he's like, oh yeah, yeah, Boone, he was he was a sacrifice to the island. You know, he's a sacrifice, dude. That is such bullshit logic about paths leading to places and everything taken fucking all all paths lead to the current timeline not because they're special there is no significance to them all paths lead to the current timeline because that's that is that path. is a logical flaw in his uh it's a massive flaw and then his argument train of logic dude i i hate that because you get it from like heavy religious types all the time and i just want them to tell i want to tell them to shut the fuck up. It is such a cop out way of not accepting responsibility for anything. Like but see there's yeah, there, there, there's two there's two ways of interpreting that. You know, and it depends on if you're a person of faith or reason. All all events lead to now. That is that is true. Every event in your life has led you to this has moment. Led to now. Like unbroken no matter, chain no matter of yeah. what. That is no true matter what. All, for all of us. Uh, an unbroken chain of events as he puts it. Um but you can interpret that as, okay, there is an invisible hand moving me through these events, pushing me into these situations and guiding me to this current now, and that's which is a beautiful thought. No, well, it's, no, it's that, a beautiful that, thought. That's a terrible thought because – yeah. no, 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 I, hear me out. It's a terrible yeah. thought because it frees you of responsibility. If, so, if all of this is a predetermined sacrifice, it was a guiding hand – then you don't have to feel bad about it. God killed Boone. It wasn't well, right. my irresponsibility. It wasn't me talking him up into a plane. It was just part of the plan. He was a sacrifice for the island so we could all do the things we're doing now. <laughs> he was always going to die. I don't have to feel bad about anything. Shine, Jesus, shine. Let us... Sorry. Yeah. Well, um, right, right. It's, it's the, a the other way to, to interpret it is, of course, it, this is just part of, you know, this is like there's a scientific way that like, these are events that occurred. Yeah, but there's no destiny about it. There's 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 it's just kind of the, the destiny aspect frees you of responsibility from your action. And that's what I don't like. And I also wonder if it can be both at the same time or a little bit of one and a little bit of the other. Um it's you know that's the key I guess debate that they're having. It's yeah, clear, you, you can believe there's you know. a divine hand if you also accept responsibility for your actions and try and like 
do something about them. Can, logically, can you prove one or the other is right or wrong? I don't think so. Bro, if I could do that, I'd be the wealthiest man on the planet. <laughs> no, but that's that's I mean that's what's interesting about it. It's, it's it's a flawed it's a flawed it's a flawed argument because it cannot be refuted. It cannot be disproven. Yes. And you can you can explain it uh, you know, a totally different way. And seeing um, a lot of these documentaries uh, feature, if you knew that, you would probably be dead. What's that? People, I said, if you knew that answer, people, you'd probably be dead because people oh, because would want that to get out. Me? Yeah. Yeah. The, the Illuminati or whatever would take care of that <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> but also, well, like, I don't like to point out that, like, just from a, from a show's perspective, whenever Jag and Locke have a conversation, it's incredible. Like, they... Whenever they they're together and the show uses it sparingly and uh, right. but, but it's always just it sets off like your mind thinking about all of these like, you know, fantastic like thoughts. Um, but the show just deploys those very, very, very well throughout the whole run of the very show. Strategically, I, I totally agree that this conversation is like so momentous. It's there's there's something is extremely engaging and like well, it's explosive about it. Point. It's a tipping right. point because this is where he realizes that Locke might be a problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess you could look at it like that. Or it could be that he's the, this is the first time a seed is planted in his brain. Um, you know, you can look at it different ways. I don't know. I, I actually don't oh, know I was the taking answer. the direct walk away where he leaves that conversation and goes to Kate and's like, hey, like we're gonna have a lock problem. You're on my side, right? Yeah. That was literally his. Yeah, his, right. That's right. That was his, his instant well, takeaway. Yeah, his, his 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 instant reaction is, "Well, this guy's fucking nuts." Well, but when you're the, but as like, a viewer though, gonna, as a viewer, it, yeah, it's going to be an issue, right? Right. But as a viewer, I'm looking at both of them like, "Wow, these guys are." This is a meeting of the minds. Like this is a this is a meeting of two heroes. Uh, if that's how I look at it, and the they both represent kind of varying approaches. Yes, exactly. They're contradictory heroes. They're anti-heroes of, of each other, well, but they're not bad guys. Argue they even have the same goal, which is the salvation of right. the people on the island. They just have extremely differing ways of going about it. Yeah, it's pretty. It's it's it's, it's probably the highlight of the the episode for me. That conversation, maybe of the season, actually, uh, to see them just talk about it. It flesh out these feelings that I think we've all been having maybe as we've been watching the show and this, to flesh out the themes. I think it was just so, you know, yeah, I was gonna say, so it, great. It, it, it solidifies the, you know, the themes, like you said, uh, that, that we've all been hinting at for the entire season. This really cements in like, Oh no, no, this actually is where we're going with this. This is what it like, um, I don't know. It, it, like you said, it's a good jumping off point for a season finale. It really leads you into season two, like in such a strong and compelling way. Uh, and, and, you know, like we said, yeah, it, this was the, the last episode. Everyone else had months to sit and talk about this shit to try and figure out what was coming in for, for season two. Uh, we, we, we we're fortunate that we get to watch it next week. And even that seems like a long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Just, right. As I long as no one ODs and we get yeah. another week off, <laughs> I uh, will be skipping my next couple of Humera doses. So yeah, I'll be. I should be good. <laughs> what are you saying, just, like, oh, I was just saying, like how baldy it was that the whole season. Everyone was like, "What's in the hatch?" And they're like, eh, "We're not going to tell you yet." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a ladder to nowhere. That's what's in yeah. the hatch. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, well, let's move on. Let's. Uh, so after we had a nice scene with Michael and Jin and Jin giving him the watch, uh, we start we back at the cave. Uh, Sun's making food for Claire. She tells her that she doesn't know what Aaron means. And then Sun has faith in Charlie that he'll bring Aaron back. Jesse, Which, uh, should did, anyone did have guys, faith in Charlie? I have faith that Charlie's going to bungle some shit up. And then we immediately cut to him like bungling it up. Uh, I also, the only other thing he's going to do is heroin, which they also hint at later. But uh, so I, I look, does anyone know what Aaron means? Isn't it like brother or something? Like No, it means lofty, exalted, or high mountain, which, uh, sorry, anyone who's listening, if your name is Aaron, but that's kind of dumb. I, I, I don't like that very much. Uh, mine means- uh, I like cliffs. That's a joke. (laughs) Mine is uh, strong, virtuous, or honorable. I think that's not bad. Uh, Dev, it means God. So, bro, you're ballsy. Your parents had had that bar set real high for you. I'm American. My names don't mean shit. They thought they gave birth to to God. (laughs) I feel like I've fallen way short. Yeah, how could you not? Uh, uh, Keith, uh, do you know yours? Fire, a uh, club, sort of close. It's yeah. Scottish for wood. <laughs> uh, okay, I guess. Yeah, yeah. you are what so you eat. Some, I guess somehow <laughs> that uh, seemed fitting, Keith. I don't. Know. I mean, I mean, my wife could say that that my namesake seems to fit well with uh, things. Yeah. You live up to it. Yes. <laughs> Good. Solid boner joke. All right. <laughs> 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 Jesse, you, real quick. you are you are a gift. It's a Hebrew origin. It just uh, you, it means gift. Well, you are I, a uh, gift I, to this podcast. I say that Jesse. all the time, but no one no one uh, ever responds. Well, that's just because I've been looking for the receipt to try and uh, <laughs> take that <laughs> gift back. back. Yeah, regift it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So uh, so Gunner, I, I saved you for last. I, do you know what yours means? Isn't it like warrior or something? Yeah, so yours is definitely the most. Oh, that's tight. It's um. So where did it go? I wrote this. So uh, it's ancient Norse for fighter, soldier, and attacker, but is typically referred to by the Vikings, saying which means brave and bold warrior from the Gunnar War and Ard Warrior. So you're like a double extreme champion warrior Viking, which you know. Fuck yeah. So what you're saying is my parents should have named me Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> or Hurley. <laughs> Which, nice. Oh, hey, just throwing this out there. Did anyone else notice how thrown off Hurley was when Locke called him Hugo? No, I didn't catch that. Mm. Yeah, right. Uh, when he when he was telling him to, to go run off in the woods and do something, he called him uh, Hugo. And he looked, he's like, wait, what? Like, he didn't expect him to know his actual name. It's pretty funny. Well, how does he know his name? The previous episode, uh, Sawyer's like, who the hell is Hugo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On the raft. Yeah. <laughs> so how does Locke know? Uh, did they say it at one point? Did Hurley tell him at one point? I don't Maybe. know how he knows. He just. He definitely called him by by called him by his name. Hugo. Well, it's it's very interesting. I don't remember this particular moment, but based on your description, it sounds like he was surprised that he knew his name was really Hugo. But that's right? kind of Locke's thing, though. He always calls Sawyer James. No one else calls Sawyer James except Locke. Interesting, right? Okay, yeah, guys, yeah, that's true. 
So that is interesting. What what is the origin of the name Future? Uh, Dust, you were around for that story, weren't you? I uh, I don't really remember why they called you Future. I just so remember that, being introduced was, to you. That was a uh, so all those U of M kids were like shitty, right? Right, they were just kind of like shitty friends. Uh, so the you know, and at the time I was uh, working full time uh, cooking and like doing part time school until I went back full time. So they literally they they called me Future, as in he doesn't have one. It's <laughs> <laughs> so awful. Yeah, but why? Why did you keep? Why did you keep it then? But uh, it's, it's it's stuck, I guess. It's now it's like a kind well, of a cool. One, nickname. it was it, it was kind of catchy. Uh, yeah, it's so a catchy nickname. It's a great it is, nickname. It was a catchy nickname. And two, I was just kind of rolling with the fucking punches there. Because if you let some shit like that get to you, it's a nickname that's going to stick for the wrong reason. <laughs> right, right. But look, I mean, you had a bright future ahead of you, obviously. Uh, yeah. I'm, so, well, like, whatever I, the okay. name was, like, it, you can also look at it like, well, my future has been good. Until you I know. fucking OD on antibiotics. I hope it stays bad. that way, right? <laughs> I hope it get. I hope it stays positive it has, as it has been. But uh, so far, so good is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> as long as a bit you don't know yeah anything. you know yeah I, i'm i'm glad that we've all made it this far i guess in a sense yeah you, you never know what the future will bring glad i think <laughs> i i really never thought that i would live this long i i surely <laughs> thought dead in a ditch long before now well we're glad you didn't <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh charlie and saeed they're running through the forest and of course charlie sets off a trap and gets a massive head wound and Saeed fixes it by pouring lightning, lighting lightning power on his forehead. Does can we try that on you? <laughs> okay, first of all, the, the no using gunpowder to cauterize. No. Yes, it it does technically work, but you only want to do that like in an extreme situation. Like you're gonna. It was very sloppy. <laughs> it was right. such it was- a superficial wound. You second right. Of all, if and it was sloppily to, done. There was gunpowder oh, all over his face. Dude, that was my next point. If you are going to do that, you brush the gunpowder away from your fucking eye socket so you yeah, don't, right. you don't go blind yourself. Oh my exactly. God. Everything about that, they did it wrong. They did every part of that wrong. Very, very dangerous, it seems. Oh my. Like, dude, he's going to have such bad permanent scarring from that. <laughs> oh god does it, yeah i mean does that work does anybody you know, know yes that it will cauterize the wound absolutely oh, but like dude that, like I said, that's if you're like bleeding out and gonna die you do that it's not because you got a, a bump on your head and he's a little owie no but that cut could bleed out and he could he could die no, from a cut like that no you wrap that with a fucking shirt and walk back to camp you don't <laughs> You know, you gotta put some pressure on the wound and let you keep going. As second of all, their 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 bullets are extremely precious right now. You don't waste one on fixing Charlie's boo boo. (laughs) Let me tell you. So so a few Thanksgivings ago, I was at this house of my my friend's house, and his brother and him got into this big argument, right? And they were drunk, and his his younger brother cracked a bottle on his head. And there was a big laceration on his head and he was like bleeding out into the floor. And like, it was a, it was really, really scary. Now, granted, I, I would say that that head wound was way worse than what Charlie experienced, but we had to call 911 and send him the ambulance. And they were like, you know, this guy could have died. Uh, like I Googled what to do, 
you have to put you just have to put pressure on the wound. There's no like special secret to it. But like yeah. I was I was very worried. There's no I was glass like, in the way, so you're not jamming glass <laughs> into an artery. But yeah, right. You just put pressure on it. But like yeah, you're gonna do it immediately, and you've got to like keep him. I had to keep him keep him calm so that he didn't you know pump his you know heart yeah, you, basically yeah, exactly you got to keep yeah and also I, if there's a big chunk of glass uh everyone thinks to leave it in do not pull it out i hope you put your car i hope you put your card in his front pocket before you called the ambulance yeah <laughs> this was before i was a lawyer unfortunately yeah. Yeah. but i don't think he wanted to sue his brother because he, he refused to tell like any of the police yeah, the police came too. the the, the emts no everybody's like well how did this happen and he like didn't he didn't want to. He didn't want to say. Then they, say. then they went to therapy. Accident. You're not pressing charges. Accident. I'm not pressing charges. Like they, that's the thing. The cops can't like take him away if no one presses charges. I mean, you could say it was like a bump in the floor, like get homeowners insurance or something. I don't know. I, I don't know. That'd be fraud, of course. I don't recommend yeah, that. Yeah, it's the same. But it's, it's, it's what he could have done if he wanted money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, let's get back. So we get our first flashback in this part of the finale and we're back in Australia and Hurley oversleeps. He's trying to make his flight. He's running around. All this bad stuff's happening. Uh, he's doing everything to make this flight. Uh, there's so much to unpack in this scene. Like the car breaks down. You got the bitch at the terminal. Uh, they, she makes a buy him a second seat uh, this is my favorite uh, this is my favorite scene probably almost in the whole season i liked it so much and then he goes to the wrong terminal he buys the scooter off scooter man um who just had a hip replacement we see arched in the security line and my favorite part of this the soccer team uh anyone whose name is not jesse did anyone catch the significance of the soccer team well, before before you, anybody tries to answer that, like this scene had so many different embedded uh, things in it, and every single moment of it, there's something hidden. I didn't know if anybody picked up on it. I well, please go through. Well, let's let's we could start with the. Why don't you run them down, Jesse? Yeah, I don't know what I did, what I missed. And then we get to the soccer. Did anyone catch the soccer team? Did I saw he, the team. I don't remember why they're important. Though. Yeah, the significance, I don't know. Well, you want to, why don't you run down all the stuff, Jess, if you know it? So basically, throughout the whole scene, like there were the, the numbers were popping up everywhere. So on the soccer team, their jerseys had the numbers oh, in a row. Oh, oh, oh. And then oh, I, didn't the, know, I didn't notice that. When the car broke down, the mild and everything were the numbers. His alarm clock was the numbers. And so the numbers, the terminals were the numbers. And so it, they just repeated over and over and over. Is every bad thing that happened to him were the numbers. I didn't catch that. Wow. And then he gets on the plane and he's like, I finally got a break. It's his lucky yeah. day. And then that's what happens. I mean, Jesse, is he cursed or is this just... Like Locke says, he is meant to be on that island. Uh, He's trying to keep him off the island, and he just fought tooth and nail to get on it. Like, bro, he could have just said, ah, my alarm clock didn't work. I guess I'll try again tomorrow. Like Seth MacFarlane. You, do you know the story about yeah. Seth MacFarlane? Oh, yeah. He was on the 9-11 plane, and he overslept the night before and missed his flight. I believe he overslept due to a hangover. Yes, yes. That is fucking crazy. 
And he hosted. I wonder if he ever thought, I wonder if I did get on the plane and I'm dead because now I'm hosting the Oscars. And they brought Family Family Guy Guy back from the dead. It had been canceled at that point. Seth MacFarlane's career was pretty much over. And then he survives. Maybe we are all just in Seth MacFarlane's futuristic, like, afterlife. Simulation. Yeah, Yeah. simulation. My favorite part of that scene was when the um, flight attendant or, I guess, um, agent, gate agent, was making Hurley. uh, She looked at him and said, "Um, excuse me, sir, you're going to have to buy another seat. He was like, really? And then he had, just like he did with the scooter, he had so much money. He's like, yeah, whatever. I've got bigger things to worry about. But when he got on the plane, I don't think there was an empty seat next to him, was there? No, there were. Oh, were yeah. There? yeah, there was. He took the aisle in the middle. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So, Sir, don't make me weigh you. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get to Hurley walking through the woods, and he's repeating the numbers, and Kate hears 23. And she's like, oh, that's the amount of money I was turned. So... Does that significant or is that a coincidence? It wasn't twenty three. It was twenty three thousand. Like, come on. Yeah, I I didn't think much of it really. I thought it was that could that could easily be a coincidence. The numbers are appearing in a lot of places in everyone's life. Twenty three is going to pop up somewhere. Fucking Michael Jordan. Yeah, there exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I can think of some. I can think of probably several things. You know, like oh, like I was twenty three year old, three years old once. You know, like you can say anything about. Yeah, my, my change at the restaurant was thirty two dollars. <laughs> like, <"Ugh." laughs> yeah, so I, I, didn't I, I had a buddy. Who, uh, you know, his change was six dollars and sixty six cents. So he bought more shit. So it was change wouldn't be six sixty six. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's not the fucking mark of the beast. It's not even six hundred sixty-six. It's six dollars and sixty-six cents. People are crazy. It's more okay, but it, what it does is like the numbers, the, the cursed numbers. It becomes more interesting though when, I mean, this is jumping a little bit, but you know when it's on the when you see the cereal on the hatch. Oh no! Numbers. When it's the full sequence, hundred percent give it to you. So yeah, the soccer then, then you team. Like, so the soccer yeah. team. The if, if, it's, if it's the full sequence on the soccer team, then yeah, there's a good, but if it's just the number 23, it, no, sorry. This is just cool. And the old man had 66 on his hat. I think there's only so many numbers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, back to Locke and, and Jack and Locke. And he, again, he asks him to let him go. Locke thinks he's being tested. Uh, he tells Jack that he's a man of science and, and that he's a man of uh, of faith. And John thinks he was brought to the island for a reason. I know we talked about it earlier, Keith, but uh, did the island bring them all there? Um, Honestly, I don't know. But, I mean, I want to think that just because I think that they have a reason to be there and they're living out whatever they're so dude like whatever future says doesn't happen but they're all supposed to be there right well you are a man of faith you just you just want to believe you just not necessarily not necessarily uh, you, you want to believe man you're 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 our man of faith <laughs> that'd be a that'd be a shitty show if they if they weren't there for a reason right well i not necessarily if they was there for, there for no reason and all this shit was still happening it doesn't make it less compelling <laughs> It's even yeah, more it, exactly like it's are they there for a reason chaos. or is this happening to them? If it's yes. happening to them, it can still be very interesting. 
I don't just have, they, 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 there's just no meaning to it. It's yeah, if there like is it. no purpose in all this shit, I think that's even crazier because it's just happenstance that all of this is going on. Like, wow, that's even I, more interesting than. Yeah, that. I don't necessarily think it, it that they have to be there for a reason. I mean, I think that the flashbacks throughout the whole season um, show basically how they've evolved to get to where they are right now, but it doesn't necessarily mean it was a specific purpose. It's just, it's just the backstory, right? It's just what happened. That's my point earlier, yeah. right? Is all past events lead to now, regardless of divine intervention or otherwise, like how could they not? Well, so let me ask you a few, since we, we kind of already mentioned this, but was Boone a sacrifice for the Island? So you don't no, think he was? he was a fucking victim of John's negligence. Okay. So speaking of John, we uh, we go back. We go back to the the airport with John in his wheelchair, and they can't find the special wheelchair to carry him or to get him on. They carry him. Um, this is kind of the last hopeless moment for John. Does isn't it? Oh, he can't reach the thing. Yeah, yeah. He drops the the pamphlet. I mean, this is his last moment of weakness before that man of faith takes over. I thought that was cool. Yeah. It's interesting. I, yeah, I, I didn't think of it like that, but I mean, I was, I was kind of feeling bad for him, but he, because he looked like he was feeling bad for himself. He, that's the performance. I think, you know, that's, that's emoting. Uh, huh? De- very defeated. Looks very defeated. Yeah. Very de- kind of, there's despair in him that, that comes out. And, um, yeah, yeah, that's what made me feel bad for him. You know, there's all kinds of ways to deal with that situation. You know, you can just be like, okay, I got to get on this plane. You know, they got to carry me. Like, I can't walk, whatever. And you know, this, you know, have to make it a big thing. I wouldn't necessarily feel bad for someone who was like laughing and smiling, you know, like having just like a good time. Going, with but, wee! Yeah, exactly. Flying, like, like we. Okay, yeah, like, to the left. Hurry up. You know, make me. Think a snappy boy. I mean, you might think they, they're a little learning impaired, but you know, <laughs> you can make it. You can kind of have fun in the moment if you have a good sense Bro, of humor he just about it. Kicked off his walkabout, his whole thing for coming here. Like, yeah, he's right. Not into making this fun for anyone else. Like, well, yeah, he, that's true. That's a very good. That's a really good point. He just got kicked off the walkabout. That's a great point. It's like he's at his lowest fucking low, mate. You can't expect he just, him to. Right. He just Don't wants to tell go me home. what I can't do. There's that only one was- thing that could have been lower. We know that that flight was like a 24 hour flight. What happens when he had to drop a deuce on that flight? Because his wheelchair was put away. So they would have apparently, to carry him to the dookie room. No, apparently they have little um, wheelchairs that will fit down the aisle. But aisles. they couldn't find it. That's why and they had to carry they him. Find the, the aisle. Um, with a uh, wheelchair to get him on. So he got lucky and didn't have to have his lowest. Well, he got lucky and the plane crashed. And exactly. His no legs came back. Right. That's well, what, that was convenient yourself during a, a plane crash. People forgive you. Yeah. <laughs> they let it slide. All right. So let's get back to the Island and Charlie and Saeed. They find where the black smoke is. And Danielle's there with Aaron uh, and Charlie thinks that there were no others, that she made this whole thing up and started the fire herself. Keith, what do you think about this part of the story 
And did it, does your idea of this change at the end of this episode, or do you think the same thing? So what did you think at this moment in the show, Keith, if you can remember that, that, yeah, and then yeah, where, what do you so, think about it now with these quote unquote others and, Mich- and, uh, uh, Daniel fill me in more on the scene. So well, so, so Charlie gets to where the smoke is and he thinks Danielle made up the others. Oh, right. So um, did she make up the others? Are there others? And, and did, what are your thoughts on it? Both. Well, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast last week or if I mentioned to my wife, but I was under the assumption that she was taking the baby because I, she wanted to trade um, the baby for her um, child. Yeah, you were um, correct. So, yeah, yeah, that was right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, <laughs> we found that out through the talk, but no, I don't think that. I think there were others. And my question is where, where did they go? And then we find that out later. But do we, <laughs> well, it, it was just a giant misdirect. Cause it's like, they're, they're going for the boy. Right. And they, but they thought they were going for Aaron. Right. Mm-hmm. Wrong boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. All right. So, um, Oh, did we, uh, we skipped the part where, um, they were talking to Sawyer, you know, uh, on the boat. And he's like, oh, was, you know, is that why you are the way you are? Because, you know, your daddy beat you. You know, he's talking to, to Walt. And he's like, oh, my daddy never got a chance to beat me. He blew his brains out when I was eight. I'm like, did anyone else stop and think, like, you can really beat the shit out of a kid in eight years? <laughs> True. <laughs> I guess like, you're like, I, I, my mind, thankfully, didn't go there, um, but I, I mean, I, I'm glad yours went there. <laughs> I guess we could talk. No, about I it. just like look, man. Like eight years, like you can beat the shit out of someone for eight years when they're that much smaller than you. That's all I'm saying. Like it's not that he didn't get a chance. His dad just didn't beat him. I guess that's, that's a good way to look <laughs> right. at it. It's like there's a difference. <laughs> All right. So then Locke and Jack are setting up the dynamite and Kate yells at Jack for putting the dynamite in his pack and not hers. And a great freaking line here. He says, everyone wants me to be the leader until I make a decision. They don't like future. Is that true? That's true of all leaders. So then was he right to put it in his bag and not Kate's? No, not necessarily. Uh, but you know, that, that, that holds true of all the decisions that he makes, right? It, it's the, everyone wants someone else to fucking make the call until they don't like it. Mm-hmm. And then all they're going to do is bitch about it. Sounds like my marriage. <laughs> what do you want for dinner? Finally, I make the decision and I'm wrong. Yeah. It's whatever you want. I don't care. And then you make whatever. And it wasn't the correct, whatever. <laughs> Ah, marriage is great. Suckers. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So he tells Kate again, we mentioned this earlier, but, uh, you know, if we survive tonight, we're going to have a lock problem. And he wants to have Kate on his back. Does, will they have a lock problem? Well, there's clearly a, a, you know, there's two paths in, in the, in the, in the road, like to evoke that, uh, is that a poem? Yeah, two Robert roads Frost. diverged in a two yeah. roads. Two, two roads I took the road less traveled, and that made and all some, the difference. Some, well, they're both. Kind of, I guess they're both kind of not traveled. These are like they're yeah, forging their own paths here, but untraveled roads here. And just remember, yeah. whatever road you traveled, you only traveled it because you were supposed to travel it, right? 
If you believe in Calvinist predetermination, sure. <laughs> so it, you know, that's the that's maybe the problem. And, 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 and the, I mean, Future was talking about it earlier. Like, yeah, he thinks he's fucking crazy. Um, but I don't think we have a lock problem. I think we have a disagreement between two leaders on the island, um, two very thoughtful men who have interpreted these crazy events in different ways. But I don't know who's right. You know, um, so I don't think we have a lock problem. I know that Jack, I, I understand why Jack thinks he thinks we do. Maybe we have a Jack problem. Keith, let me ask Maybe. you a question. When, when I <laughs> when I ask all these questions, like, do we have a Jack problem? Do you am I spoiling stuff for you? No, not at all. OK, no, because I think we do have a Jack problem. I think Jack's just yeah. no, because you're asking, though. Gunner, correct me if I'm wrong. You're asking based on what we know now, based on what we've seen, not based okay. on you know the. I whole, just want to make know, sure I, because my biggest, right. my number one goal in this is to not spoil stuff for Keith, and I think I'm doing, and for everyone else, all all the virgins that are listening. Yeah, I, I assume every question is pertaining to what we've seen. Up to and I'm point. not gonna lie, half the questions I ask are just Mister X, just to f with you. So, uh, <laughs> which uh, these guys here do a good job of not, like when Arts first came out, and I mentioned like five times how dynamic he was. Oh, he just has an explosive personality, but this <laughs> went right over your head. <laughs> so. Yeah. All right. So uh, Hurley drops the flashlight and you hear the clank and he tries to look down and he sees the numbers and he starts freaking out and he's like, don't light it. And of course, Locke lights it anyway. Was there anything that would have stopped Locke from blowing that? Yeah, hatch? man. Like if you nope. just like stop and calmly explain yourself. If you just start randomly shouting, the numbers are bad, the numbers are bad, and running around like a fucking lunatic. If Hurley jumps on that hatch, I think Locke still blows it up. There was nothing that was going to yeah, stop, like stop Locke from blowing it up. <laughs> right. Well, for me, I think part of what made this part so, so awesome was there were two ticking time bombs happening at the same time because there was another ticking time bomb cutaway scene, right? With the radar. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. That's okay. that. that yeah. Bring it, I got that up next. Yeah. They're, they were interspliced. They were happening. You know, you, they were, they were doing jump cuts from, from scene to scene. So you're seeing at one, you know, in, in one moment you're seeing, you know, the, the hatch and the dynamite and Hurley trying to put it out and everything. And then another moment you're seeing the radar and the blip, flip you know the, the little beeps it's just it's so much tension it's so well done for this finale you know like so much is riding on these moments you're you know you, are they going to get rescued what's in the hatch what's going to happen like it's just it was just great tension building great storytelling and and, and when they were doing that yeah and we got uh one of my favorite uh duo nicknames up to this i point. was just about to say that but uh let me ask you, uh, Keith, uh, had had you been Locke and, and Hurley was freaking out about the numbers, would you have still blown it up? Yeah, because at that point, I don't think he ever really divulged enough information about the numbers for people to really understand that they were there was a problem with him, right? At this point, he just seems like a crazy guy that's complaining about some serial number. All right. So you would, sac you would let 
the island sacrificed early? Um, kind of. I mean, it, it, he would just be like, I think at this point he'd be like, oh, whoops, that was unfortunate. You think Ur- Ur- you, you think Art's Hurley. got all over you? Just think how much Hurley would be all over everyone. <laughs> oh yeah, you need a hose. You need to hose yourself down after that ocean of blood. <laughs> all right. Well, we finally get to it. Uh, they're on the raft. It's getting closer. The the, the ship. And Sawyer does one of his best nicknames, Fuge. What did he call Michael and Jen? Call them Han and Chewy. Freaking yeah. Han and Chewy. How the, great you know, was that? Language barrier co-pilot <laughs> thing. It's fucking solid. Uh, solid. <laughs> Among oh, his best nicknames with Cato and Sassy Frass. Oh, uh, short round. Short short round was a good short one. Round. Yeah, this, short round. Some George Lucas. Some George Lucas illusions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but what's funny is that is funny is that Chewie and Han actually did understand each other. Yeah, like, no, like, that's what I'm saying. Like this was a really good. They did it. So, yeah, fucking perfect. Yeah. So uh, they shoot off the flare, and whoever's out there starts coming. It's a boat. Keith, what were you thinking when the boat showed up? What was your initial thought? Uh, my initial thought was something. Obviously, they're not going to get rescued because I don't foresee them just, you know, that that would end the rest of the of the six seasons. But but the music was swelling and it seemed so joyous and, and optimistic. Yes, it did. But I was thinking um, they're either going to run them over or <laughs> run them over. <laughs> something tragic like was going to happen. Boat. <laughs> but I wasn't expecting what happened. That's the music was perfect. So it was in tune with what the characters were feeling. All this it hope. Was, yeah, it was so over the top and, and <laughs> over the top in like like just the right way. Perfect. You know? Yes, it was yeah. perfect. I like that part too. So slowly built and built and built and and then (laughs) so they shoot. Yeah, there's there's a doom piano chord. Bum. Yep, yep. (laughs) The drum or some shit. (laughs) So what's the worst part of this? The fact that they shot and possibly killed Sawyer or blew up the boat, leaving Michael and Jin to die, or that they took Walt. What is the what is the worst part of this? Well, taking Walt's surely the best part. Well, for you think? Well, now we just don't have to fucking deal with him anymore. That's (laughs) Well, Walt's in the safest position now. Like, the other three are in mortal danger. One of them is probably dead. Yeah. I don't know, man. I get a real rapey vibe from that boat. (laughs) I don't know that I want to be on that boat. Yeah, what happened at the yeah, end? Yeah, I, I know. I maybe be, death might be the the the, the best thing for Walt at this point. It's not the worst thing that can happen to you, man. <laughs> if, if, like a bunch of grizzled people come out on a small craft in the night and are like, "We're taking the boy." I'm assuming they did. Yes, yeah. yeah, like that's <laughs> they did. <laughs> Like yeah, I, I I I'm envious of Sawyer for getting shot at that point. Like, yeah, it's 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 a pretty terribly mean thing to do to you know blow up these survivors these this boat, you know shoot one of them, leave one to drown, and then you know kidnap the you know the drownee's son for uh, ominous rape. You know, isn't this is really on Walt? Uh, he needs to make his rafts a bit more explosion and fireproof. 
because that's what's taking them down. It's not wind. It's not rough seas. It's it's fire and explosions. You know, that's really on him. He's a bad engineer. Yep. All right. Then back to the caves. Uh, Charlie and Saeed bring Aaron back. Shannon goes to hug Saeed. Uh, Charlie takes the drugs. But there's one more important question. Fuchs. Who is watching F and Vincent the dog while Shannon is off hugging Saeed? Uh, I'm assuming Vincent's watching himself. <laughs> Vincent is actually watching Shannon, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, if ever, the, the dog's pretty self-sufficient at this point. Remember we discussed it. Yeah, that dog went into the woods for days and came out fine. Like Shannon, I, you know, I don't think she could survive a, you know, afternoon at the beach on her own. Yeah, I think she could. She looks good enough to get enough attention at the beach. You need to pick well, a different location. Said, alone. alone was the key. <laughs> All right. Wouldn't so be alone for long. I do just want to just kind of uh, point out that uh, any chance to just point out how worthless Charlie is. If he doesn't do anything but take the baby from Rousseau like that whole like he didn't do anything, but he's getting all the credit. Like, well, he uh, did get a head wound. Let's give him credit. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, and, and did he have any right to call Rousseau pathetic? He was like two days clean off heroin and just got smashed in the face with a bag of fucking rocks. I, 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 he's pretty pathetic as well. The shit that Rousseau's been through, like, I understand her a lot more. Like, he, no, she's not. Yeah, I like, mean, I cut Rousseau some fucking slack yeah, after what she's been through. Yeah. If it's true what she says, she could just well, be I, another. If she's just alone on the island for that many years, it, it should go a little nutty. But Charles, you're pathetic. Just the disgust in his voice. I fucking hate him. Yeah. <laughs> fuck, fuck Charlie. Fuck <laughs> Charlie. Uh, Oh, and, and he took a nice little uh, Virgin Mary with him for heroin party time later. A whole bag of them. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have been disappointed if Charlie had died this episode. But All right, so we finally get to see the, to the last okay. flashback of the episode. Man, I love this flashback. I was going to say, uh, if ever we wanted someone to have a drug overdose. <laughs> yeah. Well, this one's great. We see everyone getting on the plane. We see Hurley's reading the comic book with the with the, the biggest uh, the biggest mystery of the show is solved right there. The the comic book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How did it get there? So I mean, I love it, but mean? then the death theme theme is playing <laughs> over this. Like, I mean, this is just symbolizing all of their deaths, is it not? Getting on this plane? Well, I mean, at least most of those people. I mean, Keith, do you think at the end of the day, what are your thoughts? What percentage of these people, if any, are getting off this island at the end of the day? Zero. You you don't think any of them are getting off the island? 100% 100% mortality. I like where you're. No, at. no, he didn't say die. He just said getting off the island. I mean, they can live there. Oh, for forever. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I just okay. don't think any of them get off the island. Okay. Well, then still, they all die there eventually. So, not all of them. Well, uh, over if they all live there forever, over Madison or uh, 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 Vincent the dog will live forever as the leader of the island. Well, he's a, he's an immortal dog. I guess I didn't. Him and Rose will live forever on the island. 
Yeah, it it, it pissed people off in the last season when the it determined that the whole show has been happening in the dog's head. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you think we're joking? That was one of the big theories that was being brought up. Yeah, that's why really? people don't understand the ending of the show. Is they they it took a while. They're not to looking of... at it through Vincent's <laughs> eyes. It all yeah. makes sense if you look at it through Vincent's eyes. <laughs> Really, he's been curled up next to Brian the whole time, taking a nap, just dreaming. <laughs> yeah, and as far as the, immort- the immortality goes, uh, if you drink the uh, blood of the sacrifice boon, you get eternal life. Ooh, there we go. You don't know how close you are to this finale. You have no idea. <laughs> you practically nailed it. Write this down. Save this clip. You mailed, nailed the ending. Um, and then the, the last thing we see is the, the the top blown off the hatch, and we look. And I, Keith, I ask you for the last time, until the next season starts, what's in this hatch? Is it your idea changed? Um, I still think it's it's tunnels, um, a civilization, something down there. So, but I I know nothing else beyond that. A civil is like a whole civilization. Well, I mean, they could be living underground. Yeah. Like pygmies? Like mole people or like... Oh, yeah, that'd be sick. Mole people. I like that <laughs> theory. Fucking mole people. <laughs> and now crazy. Walt is the leader of the mole people. <laughs> Goblins. It's still the Matrix rave. Well. <laughs> and now for the last time this season there might be some deaths here Sawyer gets shot Michael and Jen are exploded in in a water just in the water Walt potentially Walt might be raped to death (laughs) jeez death I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. Rousseau might go crazy. <laughs> Aaron's going to overdose on the heroin that Charlie gives him by accident. I mean, that's a lot of heroin. <laughs> yeah, he's going to put it in the bottle on accident. <laughs> that is a lot. There is no way, if that was real, that Charlie would ever get off the island. No, he would surely do all the heroin and die. Keith, did what happened with Michael? Sawyer and Jen. Are they dead? Are they alive? Will no, I think they're them? alive. All they're of them? Sw- yeah. Sawyer was shot. Yeah, but he needs to be in this story because you guys like him so much. And Maybe we were just misdirecting that. you. Yeah, but we told you how much we liked arts as well. That is true. I mean, we can like a character for all he did in season one, even if this story ends. You know, That's, that's right. true. But yeah, nobody dies. Maybe Michael, he's the one that's expendable between all of them, but he's got to go fight for his son, so I he's got to be there too. Plus, there's a clip in the opening where it says we're the good guys, Michael, and we haven't had that scene yet, so unless there's a new Michael on this show, Michael's probably still alive. And I'm just starting to like Jen, so he's got to stay around too. I'd like to go through the opening and just get Keith's thoughts on each quote. That, to be like, <laughs> that's a great idea. <laughs> All right, Keith, what is going to happen with Walt? Will we see Walt again? 
absolutely, because they're gonna they're gonna form a, a little group and go find these people and, and find Walt. Conga line yeah. for Walt. Oh, you're talking. Are you talking about the, the the villagers, not the boat people? Gotcha. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the the boat people are gonna get back to the villagers, and then they're gonna mobilize and go find Walt. So, Jesse, let me ask you a question without giving anything away. Is it spoilery if we explain the reasons behind this Walt thing? I would. Um, I I wouldn't. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little spoilery. Okay. Yeah, but also like you know, so we got these people on the boat. I'm just curious what what Keith's thinking about like, and then we have Ethan uh, before. Are these the same people? Are these different like uh, factions or like what's what's going on with that? Yeah, same people, same group, same people. Yeah. Okay. So why does opinion, Ethan but... look normal and those guys look like they came out of Deliverance? <laughs> uh, uh, because he shaved. Yeah, because he, he they knew the plane was going to crash, so he had time to get proper and get like into the mindset of a castaway, and uh, he was ready for it. Well, I'm not necessarily saying he wasn't on the plane. I mean, but he could have joined the people. <clears throat> shortly after no what he's saying is, i think what what jesse's trying to say is that you know they, they they saw a plane crash so they're like hurry shave your long ass beard like the rest of us and go live with these people sure yeah but everyone else just lives like mountain folk is that what you're saying? Well, that's what we're trying to find out. Why why does okay. if Ethan and these guys on the boat are uh the same group why is ethan bro maybe they're just the sea crew and <clears throat> the sea crew is like a the more- sea org <laughs> they're the sea org of they're this group yeah. <laughs> no that boat was way too small for the sea org although they are kidnapping children so it's, it's kind of like the sea org it is uh for those not familiar with the sea org it's the giant boat that the science scientologists operate in international waters that may or may not kidnap and indoctrinate children i am really into scientology not that i want to join i'm obsessed with it like I oh, just, so correct, correct me did i misspeak in any way absolutely there? not no 100 okay. right. what you're saying I, i'm just saying i like i'm obsessed with scientology and i'm not saying it's a good thing or i'm just i like it blows my mind you are you are fascinated, fascinated. that is a, that's a better word so all right well that is the first season of lost um, Keith, really quickly, where are you right now? Like, what are your thoughts on this first season? Um, I'll, let's go through, uh, my rankings on my favorite people right now. Um, I'd say I'm still number one, probably John Locke and, um, probably Hurley is he's creeping up in the top five and, um, uh, Sawyer as well. So also oh, Sawyer's yeah. going up. You, you did not yeah. say Jack and, and no, Jen is he's, he came out of the, no, he's Jack. in the top ten. What about I mean, Jack? He's at the bottom. No, Jack is kind of getting on my nerves a little. Oh, yeah, you're you're becoming Jack. Team Jack. You're Team Sawyer. Team Sawyer. And now that he's dead, I think he's, I think he's squarely. I think he's squarely Team Lock. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm squarely but, Team Lock right now. But. Yeah, that's fine. That's good. I was I was Team Lock for 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 a lot of it too. For how many how I many know, seasons, Doss? No, oh, I can't huh? tell Matt. It's too, too, <laughs> too much giveaway. I was Team Sawyer from uh, minute one and until he's the end. Dead at the end of season one. Yeah, until he got shot and died. It was uh, I was with him. 
All right, I, well, am more, I, I am more like Jack, you know, in my thinking, but I like Locke a lot as a character. I might I, like him the most as a character. And also, Gunnar, I, I know we touched on the um, the plane scene, but for me, that was like it was like a culmination of the whole season because you saw everybody and you noticed they were all sitting together. They were all close because that section of the plane, I guess, is the only one that survived. But just seeing the look of some people's disgust, embarrassment, um, joy. Um, I know there were so many emotions on that plane before they took off that it would it, it kind of seemed like a memorial to them before they landed on the island. Yeah, that's that's a yeah. good 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 thought. So, so next, observation. So next week and we're gonna do something a little special. You got something, Jess? Oh, I was just gonna say that I just really I love this point in the show because we we just have basically a three episode finale, and we're gonna get a three episode premiere coming up. Uh, is broken up. And you already but, cheated, didn't you? Yeah, no, no, I, I have not. But uh, but. Uh, the this is where the show gets weird and I, and I fucking love it and I love it. It hasn't been weird at all before it, with the it, smoke monster and all that. And I don't know. Maybe it's, it's been, been weird. It's been subtly dropping it into like it's been like, you know, slowly feeding you the weird. But this season, season two, they go headlong into it and you Take know the exactly. Next level. So, so Doc, get, I'd, you, say, yeah. I'd say it's been curious up till now. And then yeah. goes full headlong into weird from here on out. Exactly. I can't wait. I can't wait. That'll be fun. So next week we are going to not, not, not do the first episode of the second season. Um, we are going to wrap up the first season um, and discuss our predictions. Kind of. Well, I'll, you'll see. Um, talking about what uh, at least Keith's predictions were things are going to go. Um, there is a clip show, um, to start season two, which I would recommend watching. I think it's cool. It's called destination lost. Um, I will make sure you guys there get a link to it and, uh, I will put it in the, uh, notes for this episode. I will put the YouTube link, to, I'm assuming I, I'm going to find the Destination Lost link on YouTube. I'm sure it's all there, but I will put that out there. And it's just, it'll just kind of, what it'll do is, I am assuming, Jess, and you can help me, you can remind me, it just sums up the first season. And then we'll we'll discuss everything we saw, talk about predictions. Um, I'm going to, in my mind, I will, I'm going to play some clips from the lost podcast because the lost podcast started with the first episode of season two, right? Jess. No, it was like eight or nine episodes in. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, well maybe I won't, but I know the first episode they did. They answered a bunch of questions. Yeah. It was just from like, uh, throughout the show so far, but oh, okay. uh, it, it was a, it was a few weeks into season two. Okay, so then maybe we'll hold off on. Maybe I'll listen to the questions, and we'll go from there. Um, if you can go back through all of our episodes and then pull out all of our predictions and talk about them, that'd be great. Sure, if you want to do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and as we discussed off air, um, there are one, two, three clip shows in season two. So interesting they really wanted to fill the gaps in this season so 
And Jesse, you still say the beginning of the first opening of season two is your favorite. One of your favorite. I think the opening sequence of season two is one of my all time favorite sequences in any kind of media ever made. It's incredible. Wow. That's how I feel about the opening of season three. I just love that. But uh, season two is pretty great too. So you'll see, we'll, we'll discuss that in two weeks. Next week we will, uh, we'll just, we'll just give this season a final talking to, and, uh, we will go from there. Is that okay with you guys? Sure. Sounds good, man. I'm excited to, to recap. I'm excited for you to dig through, uh, 24 or 26 hours worth of show and, uh, tell us all our predictions again. I'm really looking forward to that. Appreciate, appreciate you putting in that work there, bud. Uh, I got one prediction. He's can I can I, be, can I place a side bet that Boone dies before Shannon? Okay, if, that's a good side bet. <laughs> yeah, I, I, bet, I bet fifty dollars. I, I can't bet against you. I think I remember the answer. Yeah. There you go. That was that's the that's, that's the nice. one clip that you will get. <laughs> nice. oh, that was funny. Did, did you take that bet, Doss, or, or, or did you back out? I don't remember. I don't think I took it because uh, I think I remembered Boone. Shh, Boone. I'm just kidding. We all know. <laughs> His untimely demise. Yeah. I all right. So, uh, Keith, think about, I know I'm going to tell you what, one question I am going to ask you is I want to see uh, who you think the next couple people that we know that are going to die. I'm curious to see who you think will or will not die. Um, if anyone's, if anyone's going to die, I mean, we really only lost one main character, right? Boone. So and our beloved arts. Oh, and arts. Yeah. I say he was a character for like three episodes. So did he get three? I thought he was like one. And you know what? If this was a movie, we would see in the in the credits. Arts will return. no, because he started when they he talked about the weather. He was a meteorologist, and that was in. Oh yeah, he so, looked yeah. Scene, that's right. Yeah. And then they went, and then he was in there when they were going to get the dynamite, and then he started that episode when they found the dynamite. Spoiler alert: Arts comes back. That's all I'm going to say. As the smoke monster. In the zombie season. Yes. I was going to say, babe. babe <laughs> Time back. traveling zombie season. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Well, we will see you next week. Um, you know all our information, man. Uh, Wideopenmike.net is all the info on the podcast. All the podcasts we have, including Firecast with us featuring the great Fuge and uh, Gunner and the Pistols, which all five of you have been on, which is awesome. I guess four and me have all appeared on that show. So all sorts of fun stuff on there. So uh, check that out. And uh, yeah, man, we will see you next week as we wrap up season one and give a little bit predictions on season two. And then we will finally in a couple weeks see Jesse's favorite moment of Lost. So, all right. All right, guys. Love you. Peace. I guess. See you.